The Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. When the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary brought Jesus up from Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed him and said to his mother Mary, this child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed. A sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, then as, as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped there fasting with, with fasting and prayer night and day. At the moment she came, she began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking to the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had finished everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. It is hard to believe that we baptized Cecily and Agatha just a week ago today. What an awesome moment that was for our whole community and for the Phillips Kalo family who joined us from across the country. As I glowingly reflected back on last Saturday, Saturday while writing this sermon, it became abundantly clear to me that Cecily and Agatha's baptisms combined with our communion celebration last week, were profound in their timing. We were, after all, in the fourth and final Sunday of Advent, Saturday of Advent, I'm sorry. And in that final week of preparation for the impending coming of Christ into our world, their baptisms were for us a revelation of God, finding a home in the finite element of water, 
And in our communion, Christ's flesh and blood became truly present to us in the finite bread and wine. And what simultaneously feels like a lifetime ago and just the blink of an eye, here we are now celebrating Christmas, but still centering on this very same truth that God had been born into our very finite existence. In Latin, the term for this is finitum capax infinity, which translates to essentially mean that the finite is capable of containing or receiving or bearing the infinite. This was a central aspect to Martin Luther's radical incarnational perspective. Essentially, Christ in Christ, heaven and earth come together into one. And any shadow of cosmic dualism or distance between the finite and the infinite have been banished by the light of the Christmas gospel. In Jesus, God embraces all creation into one, absolutely and irrevocably. So in today's gospel, when Jesus is brought to the temple, it is Simeon and Anna who recognize and who reaffirm what had already been revealed to Mary by the angel Gabriel, by her cousin Elizabeth, and through the shepherds who visit them in Bethlehem after Jesus' birth. And they all affirm that this baby is the Messiah, our Redeemer, our Emmanuel, God with us. This experience of seeing Jesus presented in the temple, it leads Simeon and Anna both to praise and song. And our own response to this Christmas story is also to praise and sing. Because Jesus is our sign that God is with us, that God is springing up in all things. As it says in our first reading from Isaiah, for as the earth brings forth its shoots, and as a garden causes what is sown in it to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all nations. Because Christ has been born, Christ is in all things. And as a result, all creation sings and springs up with praise, with a song like Simeon and Anna's. Our psalm today even affirms this. Praise the Lord, sun and moon. Sing praise, all you shining stars. Praise the Lord, heaven of heavens, and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, who commanded and they were created, who made them stand fast forever and ever, giving them a law that shall not pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, you sea monsters and all deeps, fire and hail, snow and fog, tempestuous wind doing God's will, mountains and hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild beasts and all cattle, creeping things and flying birds, sovereigns of the earth and all peoples, princes and rulers of the world, young men and maidens, old and young together. Let them praise the name of the Lord, whose name only is exalted whose splendor is over earth and heaven. Thus, on this first Saturday of Christmas, we join with creation in praising God for the birth of Christ on earth and in all things. Our very own Mark Banger writes this, 
joining the cosmos, the fog, creeping things, mountains and hills. We praise the Lord God as it is right to do. And then at the Spirit's urging, see that embodied in bread and wine lies the saving and redeeming one who knew all along that Christmas finds its way to Holy Week, where we get to see the full and glorious landscape God is giving in the young child. Maybe Holy Week feels too far away for us to consider amidst this Christmas high that we're feeling. But consider this, even while they were praising and singing, both Simeon and Anna, in their own revelation, make it clear that Jesus' birth was going to change everything. And that means trouble for those who like things the way they are. Simeon says, the child is destined for the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. Anna as well spoke about the child who to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Reverend Melina Quivick says this, these two prophets know what God is about. Salvation comes through confrontation. The sign of the Messiah is opposition. There is no resurrection without crucifixion. There is no unbinding without the binding. That the hard reality of repentance precedes forgiveness tells us plainly that there is no forgiveness where there is no fault. Just as God has embraced all things through Christ's earthly incarnation, God is also at work healing, redeeming, and restoring all things. Through baptism and communion, we finite humans intimately receive God's infinite presence and grace. And then we become God-bearers for the world. A life of praise, then, is the only appropriate response to such amazing grace. And we take our place in joining the hymn of all creation. Our very beings are capable of containing, receiving, and bearing the infinite. Jesus's radical incarnation on this earth has brought heaven to earth as one. Church father Althanasius provocatively put it, God became man that man might become God. But that's just it. Jesus's birth is for all of us a reminder that finite as we may be, we are Christ bearers. The Apostle Paul says in our second reading from Galatians, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. So the spirit of Christ is not just resting upon us, but it's flowing through us like the blood in our veins pumping from our own hearts. The spirit flows through us and through all creation as we sing and praise God together. As hard as it is to believe that Cecily and Agatha's baptisms were just only last week. It might be almost harder to believe that by the time we meet next week, we will have already welcomed a new year, 2021. So let us take this hinge moment between one of the hardest years in recent memory 
and what is to come. Let us take this moment to renew our song of praise, joining with Simeon and Anna, Isaiah, the psalmists, Paul, and all of creation. Just as Christ was born on earth in Bethlehem and placed in a manger with the meek and the lowly, let this be our prayer going into 2021. Here is a place for you, Lord Jesus, just as our hands have made it ready. So make our hearts ready to love and to welcome you. Be born again, not in a manger, but in us. Make us your Bethlehem, where God is personal and all things and all people are made new. Amen. <laughs>